There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Chloe, your very own skin-specialized naturopath. I am here to help you on your skin journey using simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you get the skin you want from within. Health can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. So let's figure out what's going on below the surface. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Skin From Within podcast. Today, I'm going to be answering your frequently asked skin questions. Now, these all came through via Instagram, so if you missed out on asking a question, be sure to hop on and follow me so that you can be involved when we do this later in the year once more. So if you're not already following me, head across Instagram. My handle is Chloe Wilkinson Naturopath. So there were quite a few questions that came through, and a lot of them, in all honesty, do deserve an entire podcast. So before I start answering the questions, I just wanted to let you know, if you asked about a specific condition like hormonal acne, rosacea, keratosis, psoriasis, anything like that, stay tuned because I'm going to dedicate entire episodes to those specific topics. If we answered all of those questions today, this would be a very long, very dense, very intense podcast. So we're just sticking to the easier questions today and make sure that you are subscribed and stay tuned for those other episodes coming soon. So without further ado, let's get into answering your questions. First up, we had what are the best exfoliators? How do I exfoliate and how often should I be exfoliating? The reason that we exfoliate is that it helps take away dead skin cells from our face. And we want to do this because if they build up, then they can cause blockages within our pores and this causes acne. I am not a huge fan of physical exfoliants. So that's products that have microbeads or bamboo, sand, coffee, those kind of things that physically exfoliate your skin. The reason that I don't like these is that they create micro tears in your skin, which messes with the integrity of your skin's surface. I touched on this in the previous episode on dry skin, but when our skin surface is damaged, we can get a barrier malfunction and this leads to moisture loss and inflammation. The best exfoliators are acid-based. You might have seen some before with fruit enzymes, so things like kiwi or grapefruit Or you may have seen AHAs, which are alpha hydroxy acids, or BHAs, which are beta hydroxy acids. My favorite acidic exfoliators are lactic acid and glycolic acid. 
Both of these are AHAs and they work really well at just taking off that top layer of dead skin cells without aggravating the skin. They are also very helpful if you have textural irregularities, so any small bumps or lumps on the surface of your skin. If you use these regularly, then you'll start to see these bumps dissipate quite quickly. If you want to try an acidic exfoliator, but you don't want to spend too much money, then I would start at using something from The Ordinary. They have really cost-effective versions of lactic acid or glycolic acid. In terms of how often you should be exfoliating, it really depends on your age. I would recommend anyone from age 16 to 30 only exfoliate three times a week. But once you hit 30, you probably want to start adding in a little bit more exfoliation. So anything from every other day to every day. All right, next up we had how can I help my acne scarring? So acne scarring is hyperpigmentation, which is caused from inflammation and tissue damage from when you have a pimple. Your scarring can either be raised or it can be sunken into the skin. When it's raised, it's because your skin has produced too much collagen in response to the inflammation. And if it's sunken, it's just the opposite. It has underproduced collagen. To help with existing scarring, you're going to want to look at exfoliating. So like we just talked about, adding in an acidic exfoliator rather than a physical scrub. This is just going to help remove those excess layers of dead skin cells. And it will also help increase healthy turnover of your skin cells as well. To change the color or pigment of your skin that has been caused by scarring, you are going to want to look at adding in a topical vitamin C serum. This will help brighten and even out your skin tone. It's really useful if you have that red or purple-based pigment as a result of scarring as well. Another great herb to look out for in your topical skincare for scarring is Gotchukola. It's often referred to as Centella or Sika in skincare. I've talked about this herb before, but it will help decrease redness and even out your skin tone. And it's also really helpful if you have any active acne because it will help decrease the healing time and it will also just help your skin not scar in the first place. So that actually leads me to preventative care for acne scarring. Ideally, we don't want to be popping our pimples because popping our pimples increases the likelihood of scarring. But if you do happen to pop one, then you want to use a vitamin E cream just to help decrease the healing time once more. But it also helps support proper healing so you're not going to get that hyperproliferation of skin cells, which causes that red raised scar. Next up, we have what is Accutane and should I be taking it? So Accutane or isotretinoin, which it is now known as, is a medication that is prescribed to people suffering from ongoing chronic acne. It's a retinoid, which means that it's a derivative of vitamin A, and it works by altering your DNA transcription. So what this does is it decreases sebum production. It also helps control bacteria on the surface of your skin, most notably P. acnes, which is the key bacteria that plays a role in the development of acne. So by doing these two things, it helps decrease the overall occurrence of acne. It does work well, however, there are lots of serious side effects that come with taking it, and generally it's only prescribed to you after you've tried all other treatments first. Some of the common serious side effects are headaches, nausea, depression, anxiety, elevated liver enzymes, and changes in eyesight. It also causes severely dry skin, chapped lips, nosebleeds, hair thinning, and sun sensitivity. 
Taking Accutane is a personal choice, so it is important that you weigh up your options before you dive in. Ideally, when treating acne, you want to find your underlying cause and treat this so that you don't have a reoccurrence. This can be done relatively easy and without serious side effects. So if you're interested in doing that, head over to my website, thegoodhealthco.com.au forward slash skin school for more information on how you can do that. But really with Accutane, whether or not you want to take it for your acne is totally a personal decision that you need to make with the help of your doctor. Next up, we have what skincare is actually essential. This is going to be a quick one, but essential skincare really depends on your age and what you want to get out of it. The best skincare routine is one that you can stick to. So you want to make sure that you're not overcomplicating it for yourself. But personally, I would say double cleansing in the evening, exfoliating three times a week, and then hydrating twice a day, every single day. By doing this, it's just going to help keep a good healthy amount of bacteria on your face, but also help clean away any pollutants that have built up throughout the day and support your skin's natural oil barrier externally so that the external side of your skin is nice and healthy as well. All right, now we have what skincare ingredients should I avoid? I would avoid parabens, so that's things like methylparaben, ethylparaben, propylparaben, butylparaben, basically anything that has paraben at the end of it is a paraben. These have been shown to be endocrine disruptors, which means that they mimic hormones in our body, and there's quite a bit of research that shows that this can lead to the development of certain cancers. So as a first point of call, I would be avoiding those. Good news is that most skincare now tends to not use them and they will be quite vocal about not using them on their packaging as well. So it's quite easy to identify. I would also avoid sodium lauryl sulfate, which is sometimes listed as sodium laureth sulfate or SLS. This is an agent that is used to produce foam. So it's used in foaming cleansers, soaps, toothpastes, anything that foams when you use it. The reason I would avoid it is that it makes our faces quite alkaline and when our face is alkaline then it allows for bacteria to thrive. Ideally we want our face to be slightly more acidic on the pH scale just so that we don't have an overgrowth of certain bacterias. A lot of companies now are using different agents that still provide that foaming effect but they don't change the pH of your skin. Lastly, I would avoid anything that is comedogenic, which basically means that it blocks your pores. A big ingredient here that I tend to see people using a fair bit that is comedogenic is coconut oil. And using it on your face is probably not the best idea. Basically, because it has such a high fat content, it then blocks our hair follicles, which can lead to breakouts. If you are interested in the ingredients in your skincare products, there's a really good resource called SkinDeep or EWG.org where you can basically search the product that you're interested in. It will give you the whole list of ingredients and then it will show you what those ingredients do in the product, why they're there and what their overall safety rating is. Not every single product is listed on this website, but most of the main ingredients in skincare products are listed. So you could also just search the ingredients in the product that you're looking to buy and just have a little read and see if it's safe or if it's dangerous. It's a great little resource. So if that's something that interests you, definitely go check it out. 
Okay, now we have what causes redness around my nose, especially in winter? So redness around your nose is most likely to be either rosacea or perioral dermatitis, which is a type of dermatitis that starts around the mouth and travels up to the nose area. Both of these conditions are going to have their very own episodes coming up soon. So if that is you, then keep your eye out for those. But chances are with this redness and its flare up in winter, it's most likely due to dry skin and moisture loss affecting the integrity of the skin. Ideally here, we just want to make sure that it is being moisturized and that your skin is not drying out but you could also try using a tea bag on the red area so that would just be a used black tea bag you can either make your tea and then use a leftover tea bag or just brew a tea bag in hot water and then place it on the red area the tannins that are in the black tea can really help reduce the redness and kill off any bacteria that may be causing it as well I would also recommend adding in a vitamin C serum because that will just help with the redness. Next up, we have why do I always have pimples in the same place? So pimples occurring in the same place are likely due to an underlying cause, essentially by looking at where pimples are happening on your face, you can start to kind of drum down and see what may be causing them internally. Now this isn't completely backed by scientific evidence, but it does form a huge part of the Chinese medicine model and it's a concept called face mapping. So for example, pimples on the chin and jawline, they're going to be more related to hormonal imbalances. Pimples on the cheek area are likely to be caused by gut issues or hygiene concerns. And pimples on the forehead and hairline are likely to be caused by poor sleep and stress and nutrient deficiencies. So it's a pretty interesting concept depending on where your pimples are. It is probably one of the first ways that you can start to look in what your underlying cause may be. Our second last question is how do I manage red skin? So the best way to manage red skin is to find out what is causing it in the first place. Normally red skin will be diagnosed as rosacea and finding your root cause of rosacea is pretty complex. So again, I'm going to do a separate episode on rosacea, but in terms of topical treatment for now, I would definitely add in a vitamin C serum just to bring that redness down on the surface level for now. If it is rosacea, then that's not going to be a fix-all. You will want to address what's going on internally as well, but we will cover that in the rosacea episode soon. All right, lastly, we have why does my face flare up when I eat bread and sugar and should I get an allergy test? So there's two reasons here as to why your face is likely to be flaring up. I would say that you're likely having a reaction to the gluten in the bread because you either A, have an inflamed gut or B, you are potentially celiac, which means you're allergic to gluten. If this is the case, I would go and get a test for celiac disease so that you can rule that out. That's a specific blood test where they test for a certain gene in your body. But a general allergy test is not really going to give you much information in terms of being a celiac. You need to get the specific testing done for celiac, which is the gene test. And also they look at inflammatory markers in your body. If you are not celiac, 
then you are likely reacting to the gluten in the bread because you have an inflamed gut. So you would want to look at taking the bread and other gluten products out of your diet for a time period whilst you heal your gut back up. With sugar, sugar spikes your insulin levels and when we have prolonged exposure to raised insulin levels, we get inflammation in our body. When we have increased inflammation, we get an increased production of androgens and having high androgens leads to the development of acne. So if this is you, I would be limiting sugar intake significantly. If you have a look at the back of products at the nutritional panel, you want to aim for less than three grams per 100 grams of sugar. Sugars in carbohydrates and fruits are totally fine. I wouldn't worry too much about those. I would generally look at moving towards eating more of a whole food-based diet. So just staying away from packaged processed foods as a general rule as well. The more fruits and vegetables that you include in your diet, then the more nutrients you're going to get, which is also going to have an added bonus effect on your overall skin health. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Remember, I will be doing separate episodes for hormonal acne, rosacea, keratosis, and psoriasis. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss these. A gentle reminder as well that Skin School is launching next week. So if you want early access to that, head over to my website so that you're on the list. You'll be first to know. I will leave a link in the show notes or just head to thegoodhealthco.com.au forward slash skin school. I will see you all next week. And until then, always remember that good skin starts from within. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.